Well, hello everybody and welcome back to our long form audio recording. We got one here entitled Problem with Astrology. And it's actually an interesting topic, so I'm more than happy to record on it. Let's just go ahead and read the whole thing before we dive right in. Greetings to you, my internet pastor friend. I've got a book of an email, so I figured I'd send it here instead of the usual email. Plus, I suppose the subject matter is relatively urgent. Please rebuke me for allowing astrological thinking to spur me toward despair. Let me vent a bit so as to inform your response. Despite my best efforts, I cannot bring myself to dismiss astrology for three reasons. I am convinced that astral theology is a legitimate, though uncommon, field present in scripture. That this field is inextricably linked to astrology generally, and that the three wise men from the east came to Jesus based upon the astrological signs they read in the heavens, which I believe are what is described in Revelation 12. While I don't ascribe to horoscopes, I do believe the heavens are given for signs and seasons. Unfortunately, because I feel that I cannot honestly dismiss the field of astrology, I also feel that I cannot ignore the fact that myself and a close family member, whom I, before God, cannot be separated from, were born under what are conventionally interpreted as disastrously, disastrously antagonistic signs. I don't believe these things in a fatalistic way. Rather, I see them more of a, an indication of a person's talents or tendencies. But the devil won't quit whispering in my ear that whenever I fight with this person, all I have to look forward to in life is a star-bound quagmire of conflict and misery. I understand that this is stupid and wrong and that God has worked the situations of life together for the good of those who trust him. I've prayed for relief, but what else can I do to combat these feelings? Am I wrong in allowing astrology a foot in the door at all? We have a little chart in the home that lists sun signs by birth date. My wife wanted it to help her do art projects for family members who are into astrology. Should we be rid of it? Do I simply endure and accept the situation as a trial for my sanctification? My father-in-law is a pastor himself, something of a Baptist, kind of. It, it's complicated. And sees nothing wrong with using astrology for personality interpretation. Is he wrong in this, or have I confused the issue? Am I just being, like, such a Libra about this? I don't really know what to think or do at this point. I need encouragement and correction. Please help me with this and pray for the Lord to restore assurance, hope, and joy to my life and the lives of any with similar temptations and difficulties. Your brother in Christ, F. P.S. Feel free to bring this topic up in your audio ministry if you feel it appropriate. I wouldn't want anyone else to feel this kind of confusion either because it sucks. Well, okay, for our listener here. When it comes to astrology, we have to be careful to really determine what we mean by astrology. That, that's the first thing we want to go and try to deal with here. Because the existence of what we call constellations, even giving them names, does that mean automatically that you're an astrologer or if you're engaged in sin? 
Not at all. Um, if you're looking at the stars and going, hmm, I wonder if this means that this is the time of year, or if I look at here, maybe there's some weather type stuff that's going to be happening soon. Does that mean that you're an astrologer? No. But when we look at astrology in terms of the way it's traditionally understood, we run up on some dangers. First and foremost, I'm going to tell you right now that if you feel a temptation to go into the deeper or esoteric things regarding the stars, don't. It could be that what I'm about to talk about could give you some boundaries where you understand where you're going. And people listening, maybe you'll hear like, okay, here is what is not sinful at looking at the stars is more than just um, burning balls of gas in the sky. But if you personally feel tempted to start looking into the deeper things that old medieval astrologers or Babylonian astrologers were looking into, then you should not do it. That is a dangerous thing, a potential cancer on your spiritual life that will lead you astray. How do I know this? Because I've gone through the same thing, not with astrology, but with other esoteric things. Alchemy was a big problem for me when I was a lot younger. So first and foremost, though, if we look at astrology as a method of telling the future, that is hands down not permitted. Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 10 says, There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer. What does that mean? That, well, anybody out there doing black magic or any sort of like ceremonial magic that's not permitted straight that's the that's the bare commandment right there so obviously everybody understands burning a son or a daughter in the ancient near eastern context that was trying to ensure a good future for yourself future prosperity for you and your family just kill your kid and ball or ashtoreth will make sure your crops grow but Moses writing on this, he he goes into the idea of, well, okay, there's other ways people try to tell the future or influence the future. So anyone who practices divination, casting bones, or trying to read tea leaves, that sort of thing, or tells fortunes, maybe they believe they have an inborn ability to tell the future, and they're selling that ability to other people as a business service, Or, and this one being especially applicable to astrology, interprets omens. Or a sorcerer. Just in case any other form of of magic was uh, thought to be left off the table here, Moses just says, or a sorcerer, no more sorcery for you. The problem with astrology when it comes to that is there is an element of reading omens. People look to the stars to tell their future, or if they're a little squeamish about that, they'll get a psychological profile of themselves based on their star sign. And then they'll say, well, this gives me a valid predictive heuristic for the future for what I should and shouldn't do. 
So obviously somebody might opine that there's a difference between astrology proper, which is telling the future with the use of the stars, or there is astropsychology. Maybe they want to bring that difference in there. So personally, uh, am I what's what's my star sign? And then how does that interact with other people who have a ruling sun sign over them? But then, wait a minute, I can get more specific here and get into the moon sign over that and, and try to figure this out so I understand how my human relationships are going to go based on this. That, that's just a roundabout way of reading omens. It, it really is. That's all it is, is just a roundabout way of doing that. And it's it's got some potential pernicious aspects to it, because ultimately, what are you saying? When you get into astrology, what rules your future? If you're using it for reading the future or predicting the future, or you're using it as the springboard off of which you're uh, doing your uh, your personal relationships or even trying to find out what kind of career you should have. Who's ruling your future? Is it God or is it the stars? Is it the Lord of the universe who created you and created the stars and made you very specifically the way that you are? Who brings in your human interactions his way or is it the stars? This is why in Deuteronomy chapter 4, we have a warning here where um, Moses here writes in chapter 4, verse 19, Beware lest you raise your eyes to heaven, and when you see the sun and the moon and the stars, all the host of heaven, you may be drawn away and bow down to them and serve them, things that the Lord your God has allotted to all the peoples under the whole heaven. Now, it's not all negative there, but at the end of the day, let's get to the negative part first. At the end of the day, if you cannot make a decision, except with the counsel of astrology, that means that you are engaged in idolatry. If you look at yourself and you go, okay, I want to do business with this guy. Well, let me consult his star chart. Let me find out what his birthday was. And let me see if that would actually work out. You are saying, I am not going to make a decision without finding out if it's cool with my star bros up in space. And even if you think that you're not worshiping them, you're not engaged in astrotheology in terms of, um, you know, thinking that the stars are gods that have some sort of a slice of rule over your life depending on what constellation or what heavenly body that's still idolatry uh, luther defines idolatry as well you're going to have a god everybody's going to have a god but whatever you trust in for all your good that's your god and if you can honestly say that you you feel paralyzed. I mean, just going off of your email here where you feel like you're paralyzed without doing what the stars would say or following their counsel, their wisdom, then, brother, you got a, a tendency towards some idolatry here. 
Now, I don't know what your father-in-law pastor is saying about this when he says there's nothing wrong with using astrology for personality interpretation. I would say kind of. But that's even stickier. If you say that you have to act a certain way according to your star sign. Me? I, uh, I have a star sign, sure. <laughs> of all the constellations, yeah, I've got one. And I've, I've read up on how that particular uh, archetype is supposed to go. And I went, wow, there's some real parallels there. That's pretty cool. I, I'd say I'm like that sometimes. And then I just moved on. That should be the way it is if you're interested in that sort of thing. Other people, uh, when they look at the the way the art is rendered for various astrological things, there's paintings out there that are just gorgeous, just really cool, and they, they demonstrate the beauty of the cosmos that God has created. Um, you said yourself that your wife is doing some of this sort of thing, right? That's great. But if it's going to tempt you to start going that, no, I have to do this according to my star sign. Or every time you see something in your house that has this art and it makes you think, well, uh, gosh, I have to do this. I have, to, I have to go out. And you said you don't check your horoscope. That's, that's good. But you got to ask yourself, are you trusting that? And the thing that makes it sticky is, when we look at Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 19, something God says is very, very interesting. Let's reread that verse here and pay attention to the second half of the verse. Beware lest you raise your eyes to heaven, and when you see the sun and the moon and the stars and all the host of heaven, you be drawn away and bow down to them and serve them. Things that the Lord your God has allotted to all the peoples under the whole heaven. Astrology flips the relationship. God just said that the use of the sun, the moon, and the stars is for you. It's a gift for us. Uh, whether you're a geocentrist or a heliocentrist or whatever you think the center of the universe is, physically, doesn't matter. Here, God has pronounced a kind of geocentrism or uh, anthrocentric, anthropocentrism, I think, man-centered way of looking at the universe. All of these celestial bodies are supposed to be there to help us. And to shore up that understanding, we can turn to Genesis here, when God created all of the stars, and he says in Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse 14, God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons, and for days and for years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. God says, all that stuff in the sky is for you. We tell time using the stars, using the sun. We tell the seasons based on the positions of these celestial bodies. We get warmth from the sun. 
it, all that stuff serves you. Astrology flips it by saying you serve that thing. And that's where the danger comes in. Is it necessarily evil to say that, okay, I can, I can learn a little bit about myself from some of the influence that maybe the stars and constellations have had on me? No. And, and it's pretty cool to, to think about these things and to go, wow, God really has made a universe that I was born in. And it's not just a physical thing. And is it uh, good to say, okay, we can use these things God has given us? When I was uh, in the Navy doing navigation, there were times that we used the stars to find out where we were. Cool, that's them working as God created them. But if I flip the script and say I have to do this according to the influence of a star, then I've, I've started to engage in idolatry. Now, you bring up the wise men from the East in the Gospels, in uh, Luke's Gospel specifically. There is there's an interesting case there. Let's actually go ahead and turn to the scripture here. Some more Bible reading ASMR, or Bible opening ASMR, to look at what the Bible says about these guys because their their actions are what you would call description not prescription actually no sorry that's Matthew not Luke Math, um, Luke was the shepherds so Matthew chapter 2 starting in verse 1 after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. Now, we saw his star when it rose. These are wise men, or more properly, um, magi. And it says that the star rose. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean they were doing some sort of um, observation of the stars to say, okay, something was going on? That according to our Babylonian slash Persian astrological magic means that this is what's going on. I think it's more mundane than that. Magi were like philosophers in Persia. They were guys out there who could read the stars, tell you what the location is, tell you what's going on in the heavens, and try to explain a lot of natural phenomena. Were there actual magicians and ceremonial magicians among them? Yes, but not all of them. Because it, let's look here a little bit further when they actually visit Jesus. In Matthew chapter 2, um, starting in verse 11, going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. 
train ASMR too. So in verse 12 it says, being warned in a dream not to return to Herod. They were warned in a dream. Where does that dream come from? Well, obviously from God. So they, these are guys that watch the stars all the time and they see a miraculous event where a star shows up that they're not familiar with. And there's a good chance since they know that somehow this means there is a king of the Jews, a, a Messiah promised that they need to go visit and worship and give these gifts. I honestly don't think you're going to get from an astrologer the kind of specificity of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You give gold to a king. You give frankincense to a god. You know, you burn incense while praying. And then you give myrrh as a burial spice for the dead. With those gifts that they were giving, that is way too specific for anything you'd find in astrology. Astrology would tell you maybe the, the course of events, as it is for ancient astrology in Babylon and Persia. They would tell you, well, is this going to go favorably for the king who wants to go out into battle? Or is this going to go bad for the guy that wants to ask his sweetheart out? Never something so specific as, we are giving gifts to a king who is also God that is going to die. I believe earnestly, though St. Matthew doesn't record it, it's more likely that God had revealed these details to them, probably in dreams or some other messenger. It's more likely that he did that instead of God accommodating the pagan magical sources that they were using. Because the thing about magic, the way magic actually works in the real world, is it's all demons. And demons will get you what you want, so long as it's not something they don't like. A demon will never fulfill his end of the bargain if you perform some magical ritual, summoning a god or whatever, trying to make people Christians more. Demons aren't going to honor that because they are enemies of the gospel. But a demon will certainly give you what you want if you do your magic stuff when it comes to getting more money or anything that will keep you from God. And that's what astrology or worship of the stars, seeing the stars as your authority over your life, that's what that would end up being for them if they were really learning this through astrology like many of their Persian contemporaries would be. Magi got for the... Guys, magi just means kind of like wise man. But uh, I think that's the best I can do right now. I would advise you, uh, before the contractors here really get to work, I would advise you to lay off of it for a bit. Ask God, what are my limits here? At what point am I going too deeply into this and shifting from the stars and the celestial bodies being for me to the other way around, me being for these things you have made for me and the rest of mankind. Learn your limits if you're going to keep doing this. But otherwise, if you if you find that it's easy for you to just get sucked into it, I'd avoid it altogether. And same goes for anybody else listening. Anyway, hope that helps, brother. Amen and amen.